Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. What a difference a day makes, huh? Or 14 days. Um, I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off of the country. I don't know. Um, I have no illusions that um, all our problems will be solved. But it seems like there is hope now in some very distinct... Uh, direction and uh, gusto to get shit done and that's what I like so yeah I hope everyone's doing well I hope everyone is staying healthy I uh, I'm gonna talk about COVID in this episode um, because it's really hitting home especially to people in Los Angeles and unfortunately it's become very personal to me with family members and work uh, work family, um, being inflicted with it. And thank God everyone is okay. But, um, yeah, I totally thought I had it. I was all around me, really thought I was gone down. Um, but yeah, so that is what I'm going to be talking about this episode. But before I do, Let's, uh, let's first off give a little shout out. Happy birthday to Adam Rao. Today's his birthday. What a wonderful day, January 20th. Who knew? Uh, so happy birthday to him. And then I unfortunately am so saddened, uh, by the news of a fellow decorator who passed away in the, in the last week, um, Darren Reed Goodall, who was just, man, just a bright light in every room he was in. Um, he decorated shows like Mad TV, Party Down, Good Luck Charlie, Girl Meets World, and many more. Uh, he was the president of SDSA, which is where I met him. And again, I mean, you knew when he was there, just an infectious personality of uh, good <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I mean, I've been reading all of these, you know, little stories about him on Facebook here and there. And what a guy. So nice, so talented, and so funny, optimistic. I just, um, he's going to be missed. And so I just wanted to say and recognize that um, he was a good man in this, in this world, and he's going to be missed. Um. And not, I don't believe from COVID. I actually don't know what he died from. I, I honestly don't. Um, I hope it's not COVID. That's not why he's, I said it in this episode. So I'm not, I'm not referring to that. But in uh, the last two weeks, man, I've been busy. Work is busy. Ugh, I'm tired. <laughs> Aren't you tired? I mean, we just got back. I even pushed a week and I'm tired. It's like, I think it's the mask. I've said it before. It kind of makes me dizzy. 
I think it, it's making me, it makes me tired on the mask. I don't know. But um, watch some tube as usual. What's one up watching? I started Your Honor. Uh, I just started it. So I thought, ah, oh, zip right through it. Because I thought it was over at six episodes. But really, it's ten episodes. It's on Showtime. And uh, I'll tell you what. It's good. The story's good. I'm in. Um, I really, I, I, I like a good, like, sort of murder mystery-ish uh, drama. It's good. It's well made. It's, uh, it makes me never want to go to New Orleans. I'll tell you that. Never been there. I was on the list. But I don't know after seeing this. I mean, I didn't know after Katrina, but I'm really questioning it now. But it really beautifully shows the city you know, as dirty and grungy as it is, and then, you know, the, the other, the flip side of it. So, uh, the, the production designer is Scott Murphy. Produ uh, the uh, set decorator is Selena Vandenbrink. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and the, um, the main character's house is really nice. And um, the, the location of the main character's house is... Uh, it's funny because he's a judge and you'd think he'd be rich and it's a really nice house, but it's in kind of a dumpy area and that's so realistic. You know, look at the Adams District down in L.A., like those huge mansions, but it's a ghetto, kind of. Sorry if you live there. I rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I find that you can watch Tarantino movies quite a few times and really pick up something different every time. I think it's probably the third time, only the third time that I've watched it. And I, 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 along with a lot of other Tarantino movies where he's, you know, switched up history, I want so badly for it to be true. I mean, the, the Manson murders are so gruesome and horrific to think of and especially having been pregnant, I just can't fathom it. And I just, I can't believe that that happened. And you go from thinking, oh God, wouldn't this be great if this ending, the reality never happened. But then the realization that it did, and I just, I go from like, like laughing, <laughs> laughing in that ridiculous ending to tears of, wow. If only if it, they went to the wrong house or whatever. Um, but I love the production design of that movie. And I love all of the, like, Western part of it, too. And DiCaprio's house is just perfect of an actor in the 60s. I, 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 just, I think it's perfect. Um, Barbara Ling, uh, production designer, and Nancy Haig, the set decorator. Always. Bravo. Always. And then I had a throwback. Well, I had two throwbacks. I had a throwback to Down Out in Beverly Hills. I couldn't find who the set decorator was on that. But, man, if you want some over-the-top 80s design, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect, capsulated, over-the-top 80s design, Beverly Hills. Down Out in Beverly Hills. And it holds up. I think it's... <laughs> I laughed. I love Richard Dreyfuss. Um, no, it totally holds up. And then I watched Casablanca. I'm not a big fan of Casablanca. Um, I don't know. Nazis and all that shit. I don't know. 
I've never been a big fan of it, but I we watched. My husband really likes that movie. I like it, but I don't like love it. I don't need. If I never watch it again, I'd be fine. I tell you what, though, I again watched Reversal of Fortune, which I can't. I have. I watch it at least once a year. I love it. I love that movie, and I don't know what I love about it. It's not the design. Sorry, whoever did it. I didn't even look it up. Um, it's not the design of it. I'm obsessed with, did he do it? Did Klaus von Bülow really try to kill his wife? He can't. There's not enough in that movie to get you to believe it, but there's not enough evidence to make you think he didn't. And Glenn Close is just so good in it. And then I had to, like, look it up. You know, you start, like, huh, what really happened to these people? And, like, when they died and blah, blah, blah. And, like, this was the 80s. This was, like, he was a before his time, like, trying to kill his wife. I feel like that was, that was very early 80s of him. Anyway, that's what I've been watching in my downtime. Enough of that. So, on this episode, I'm going to explain the day-to-day working in COVID and how it affects the set getting dressed from like the meetings to the last touches on the set, how we are all working differently. And I hope it's not for long. I'm sure every production is different and everyone's got a different take on this, but for people who aren't working in our industry and want to know what it's like to get the sets designed and decorated. I'm just going to give a little rundown of what we're doing. We're all wearing masks. We're all wearing masks, at least at Disney slash Fox, that are issued to us. And we're not allowed to wear, like, I got some, like, Philadelphia Eagles cool masks. I can't wear them. Can't. Um, I have to wear issued masks. I have to wear issued Um, face masks that they also give us when I'm on set and we are code red, which is zone, that means only zone A. So now we're, we're in zone where people, it's like a class system we got going on. You're zone A, that means you can kind of be around the actors or like on set when they're about to shoot. Zone B, you're not allowed on the set. You can be there like before they film or after they film you're not allowed on set it's too many people it's too many people I mean even in zone a it's too many people I think it's too many people but zone a you're allowed on set when they're like rehearsing or shooting zone b no get out of here so it presents a problem because in the beginning of my season, I was deemed the set decorator. I was deemed a zone B. And the thing is, you know, I know that everyone's putting out a lot of money to get people tested. Zone A, they get tested on our show three times a week. So it's a commitment. You, you got to do it. Zone B, they're tested every Tuesday. They're tested like once a week, I believe. They might have upped that for right now. I don't know because I'm not, um, spoiler, I'm not zone B anymore. But in the beginning of the season, I was zone B. And so they would start to rehearse and I would have to leave the set. And then the production designer would be in there like, hey, they just want to change this out. Or hey, can we get this? Blah, blah, blah. Well, this is ridiculous. I'm 20 feet away and I can't even get into the set where I'm supposed to be working 
a set decorator needs to be there for rehearsal. Things change. They want the action over here now or, oh, I thought this would be this. Whatever. You need to be there. That's the that's a crucial part of our of our job is to open sets. So not being able to visually be there and then getting notes is ridiculous. And then I she's got to wait around. They come out from rehearsal and you got to wait till they set clear the set of the actors and all. And then me and like you know guys go in and the poor designer has to tell me what to do like you know, it just was ridiculous. So I complained enough and pled my case and they allowed me to be zone A. Now, here's the thing. It's just me. So now it's just me and I don't have guys in there to be like, okay, now let's move this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's just me. That's fine. I get it. Sort of, you know, less bodies. I get it, but it's not, uh, not ideal. But it's a better step in the direction of getting my job done and still being safe. So I'm all for that. So yeah. So there. So we're in our masks. We're in our shields. I'm tested three times a week. And we're in zones. So conceive all that. Now, we are in zones also in... Not, we're not in zones in our... Now, we, when we started the show... We were all, you know, before COVID, we're in like a bullpen. I had an office. It was kind of weird. Like my lead man didn't have an office. He was in a bullpen. They were a lot of people, not enough, not enough private office space. My buyers were all in a bullpen. It's kind of weird. I mean, I had my own office, which is weird. I usually never have my own office. I usually share with the lead man or the buyers. So it was weird that I it was only me, <laughs> but COVID happens. Luckily enough, they had more office space. We actually got our own little wing of the office. They put in um, these like plastic barriers for the buyers because the buyers are in like one office to themselves. It's a, it's, it's not small. And so it's three of them. And so they have like a plastic barrier between them and their desks are at least like eight or nine feet apart. Like they're cool. I have my own office, scoreboard. Um, my coordinator has her little office, and then my PA has like a bullpen-ish, but it's really just her, so she's kind of got her own deal. The lead man has his own office, and there is a door that separates our department from everybody else. So we're kind of like in our own little pod over there, which is nice. Um, and then when... There's directional signs when you go into the production office, you're supposed to walk in one way and exit another so that the circulation is, you know, you're not passing people to, you know, back and forth. Do we do that? Yeah, but the kitchen's on one side, you know what I mean? So you kind of, and then you just sneak out that door, you're kind of going in and out the, the out, like, I don't know. But we try. I think everyone is at 100% trying at this point especially with our numbers in LA, everybody's trying. So when we're in our offices, if I am alone, I can take my mask off. If someone comes into my office, I put my mask on. Um, it's a lot of mask on, mask off, man. You know what I mean? If I'm in my office, because if I'm in my office, people are going to come talk to me. That's my job. 
Um, we try to keep safe distance. I have a chair that's like six feet away from me. So, you know, I want people to come in and we need to talk for our job, but we still maintain, try to maintain the six feet. So the, the guys in the swing gang, though, they're in the gold room, which our gold room isn't like huge, huge, but that's where, you know, swing gang hangs out. That's where electricians have their room. That's where they go. You know, it's not only just our extra set dressing. It's also, you know, chairs, you know, break time. We have a fridge in there. You know, it's, it's, you know, the, it's the gold room hangout. I don't know. Not really because we're always working, but they're not really supposed to be in that room with the door shut for a very long time. That's like one of the things also. And they usually aren't, I would say. I, I would say, you know. We're working or they go outside. We can all sit outside. So yeah, it's encouraged to go outside. We're actually encouraged not even to come to the office, kind of, because they don't want people around each each other. And my buyers are, you know, working, propping, buying. So they're kind of only in the office for testing days or to go over pickups with me if need be. We try to do everything very mobily. I'm very much into photo sharing. A lot of albums. (laughs) If you saw how many albums I had. Um, But yeah, because I'm all for it. I don't, if you don't have to be in the office, don't come in here. So yeah, office. That's what we do. And then for the swing gang, they're also not traveling in the trucks like they usually do you know you could probably get like four guys in a truck if need be now I think they're allowing one guy in the truck with the driver but the rest of them are in passenger vans that follow the five ton around to location to the prop house and now they've just put out that you have to wear your masks and your shields when you're in a passenger van so we got a truck to do a pickup and that, and now we got a passenger van full of the swing guys following along to get people in there, to keep them apart. Cause you can't have people, can't have five people in a truck anymore. Too close. No go. So their lives have really changed. And you know what sucks? Trying to get guys lunches when they're on the road cause nothing's open. It's a sin. I don't know how they're getting lunch. I mean... They're ordering ahead of time and picking up, and then it's a nightmare. Those poor guys. The buyers, ugh, at least they're driving around themselves with their cars all day, if need be. Like, they're one-man band, but they're out there. They're out shopping. I, they're wearing gloves, a lot of them, um, even in prop houses. And um, listen, prop houses, it's, they're not the cleanly uh, there's some really you know tip-top clean places out there I'm not saying all of them but shit gets dusty how often are you dust in your apartment or your house I mean think of these gigantic warehouses full of furniture it's really hard to keep everything and you're pulling out rugs and smalls that haven't been touched in a while you know what I mean so here and there, uh, I, I believe now more people are wearing gloves when they're propping and I'm, all, I'm, I'm with you. So there's also an appointment system 
at prop houses. Um, most of them, I believe. I mean, Warner Brothers, Universal, I think Omega. You, you, you make an appointment before you go there so that they know how many people are coming into the building at one time or onto the lot. It's very controlled. Um, I don't believe it slowed us down appointment-wise for buyers yet. It has slowed us down doing pickups. I believe, you know, the lines, you know, the truck lines to go pick up all your furniture when it's really busy. Um, I believe that has, and I mean, hey, that was before COVID too, but it's just worse now with COVID of like, because some prop houses are pulling the orders instead of the swing guys going in and picking up the orders and picking out the furniture. So the system has slowed down in some respects at some prop houses, but I know that it's going as quickly as possible. You know, you can't do anything about it. You can't be mad or anything. Um, some prop houses have no contact pickup where let's, I think specifically more of the art houses. Um, they're putting the orders outside and you just grab them and sign your paperwork and slip it under the door type thing because no contacts, probably the best approach. So we're doing, we're picking out all our furniture. We're picking it up, ready to dress a set. But wait, let me tell you first how we got there. Meetings. Meetings are all over Zoom and emails. And Zoom had lost its luster a long time ago, I think, for everyone. But it's a weird thing asking questions over Zoom, I feel, because, I don't know, there's a lot of people on the, on, you know what I mean? And then if you ask a question or you reply, I don't know. It's just weird. I wind up like texting with the designer for some details. And if she knows the answer, then I don't have to ask it. Um, it's not the same creatively and it's hard. I think it's hard with the zoom to be creative on, on at meetings and everything. Um, luckily I do my meetings at work. So my connections better than this house, which isn't great as you know, um, for any zoom interviews I've done that have been shoddy. Um, uh, but it's just a different way of conducting a meeting and it's just not ideal and I hope I hope soon we get to have meetings because that's it sucks I mean it's a production meeting it's the logistic meeting all these little things that you know we took for granted of like hey let's just like meet over there in the bullpen and go over this drawing it's like uh, are we allowed to do this it's like five people stand here looking at a drawing we're gonna get flagged we gotta get out of here um so, all right, I, I got a meeting. I know what set is. I picked it out. The guys have picked it up. We go to dress the set. So here's the deal. Here's what we do in our logistic meetings. Who's, gonna, who's going in first? Construction. Then, usually us and lighting. And then lighting after us. Because once I put my practicals in, then they light up. The rigging crew lights my practicals. But now it's sort of like, well, we have, you know, six people on our pod. You can't really be there with your six people. You can't have 12 people in a room like usual. 
So there really is a time balance of working out when all of our departments can work. When locations is saying to us, hey, how many days will it take to dress, let's just say, Ann Coulter's apartment? Because that's what I'm working on now. Um, well, usually it would take me a day. But we got to strip it, they got to paint it, and then I got to dress it, and then lighting has to come in. So now we're at like day and a half-ish, whatever. Oh, and now it's COVID? Mm, It's three days. It's three days now. Because we can't all be there at the same time. It's a joke, and I, that's the reality. If if you're not going to let us work all together for our safety, by the way, then this is what it takes to get this done. And it sucks. And productions, I'm sure, I'm not the only show that's bleeding here. It's, it takes its toll, especially on location work. Because you can't work all together anymore. It also hurts with communication of like, I mean, obviously we're, we're there, but we're, we're working separately. But hey, I have these practicals here, or hey, this light over here, or hey, you know, construction, this door handle's on wrong, or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, they already left. They're not coming back because they're done. Their pod's not coming back. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just, it's so weird. It's so weird. I thought, oh, secretly, this is going to be great. I'll get to dress the sets on my own. But I don't. I mean, it's not, it's less time because the, the, the department before you or the part department after you is coming in and you gotta, you gotta get it done still. It's not, I don't think I've gained anything (laughs) out of that. So the set's dressed. All right, I did it. Now rigging electric's going to come in. They're going to do my practicals. Then I'm going to come back in for little small changes or this or that, blah, blah, blah. And you know. All right, we're ready. They're coming. They're going to shoot it tomorrow. All right, here we go. Call time. Opening set. Now, as I explained, I'm the only one with an A badge in set decoration. So I go, I open set. I'm in the room. Obviously, it's perfect. <laughs> but let's just say, for shits and giggles, um, hey, this room's great, but... I think we should change out the dining room for the living room. Okay, man. Hey, whatever you want to do, I don't care. I got it all here. As long as I got it all here, you can do whatever you want. I'm qu- I'm good with quick changes. Then, okay, cool. And then it's sort of like, okay, rehearsal's over, going back to zone B. You know, it takes a while to go back to zone B, clearing the room, making sure the actors are gone, blah, 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 blah. Well, then everybody's sort of like tapping their foot like, Hey, why isn't this room changed over? Like it's, and I know my onset dresser, who is also zone A, obviously, because he's on set all day. You know, he's frantic. Like, let's get this done. Let's get this done. I'm like, yeah, man, but it's, can't just be me and you. We gotta, we gotta wait till they go B. And, and there's this huge disconnect with, I don't know, the ADs or the safety committee or whatever of, and I'm not the only department because, you know, like, even though they're lighting people or maybe even wardrobe, I don't know. People need to get into set to make changes and we're not allowed in there. So that's super stressful to me. <laughs> super stressful to me. 
but somehow we get it done. And it's just that I'm used to things getting done faster as we all are. And it's taking a little longer. So I got the set dressed. They're shooting it. It's done. Now, also in wrapping sets, it's taking a lot longer. We go in, lighting goes in, construction goes You know what I mean? Like even on the back end, it's taking longer for things to get done. Um, I should talk about budgeting for COVID. Mm, it's more. I know nobody wants to hear that, but it is. It's costing more. It's costing more a lot with uh, trying to get things faster and paying more shipping because COVID is not great for shipping things from companies. And so to be safe, you're paying extra shipping. I mean, usually pay that anyway. Sometimes if I don't have to, I don't. But um, there's that. And then as we have incurred on our show, shutting down because of COVID, long-term rentals, uh, like long, like, oh, it didn't go over a week. It went over a month because scheduling, actor availability, all of that jazz, we just hold the set for a month. That's a lot of money, a lot, which is good. Hey, that's good for the prop houses. Give it to them. They need it. I'm not bitching for that. I'm just saying it's coming out of somebody's budget and it's kind of mine. Although maybe it's starred so that it goes to some secret COVID budget. But I don't know if that's true. I think it's coming out of my budget. So yeah, holding set dressing because of shutting down or delaying the set by a day because of COVID. That's a real price tag there. That's a bummer. But again, it's not my money. But yeah. So that's kind of what set decorating is in COVID. Um, I hope I hope that made sense. I hope it didn't frighten you. <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, getting tested every three days, you know, it's, um, I'm thankful for it. Because I like being the barometer of like, oh, I don't have it. You don't have it. We don't have it. Thank goodness. Um, it was, re it's really scary for those split seconds of someone telling you, oh, I have COVID. And then you're like, oh, oh yeah, I was with you. Huh. I wonder, wonder if these masks work. And guess what? They are. I didn't get it. And I had two bogeys around me. <laughs> closely in one well week and a half and I, I didn't get it so thank god you know and they're okay thank goodness like cases other people in departments are on the show it seems that everyone is is doing well so thank thank goodness for that um but I was thinking the other day of how many how many movies they're going to make about covid and trying to, <laughs> trying to, maybe I should have documented it more of like the people in New York throwing things out their windows and clapping or, you know, people's houses and everybody vacuuming or, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of <laughs> movies made about, although it would be so boring, right? I mean, we all did nothing, kind of. 
I mean, it was great, but yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of pictures if I never need any research. <laughs> I lived it. I shouldn't. Yeah. It's like now, like I'm on a 90s show. It's like, oh, no, I know what that is. I miss CDs. I miss buttons on phones. I'll tell you that. I really do. All right. But I hope that helped. I hope that explained uh, what I'm going through and what my department's going through and kind of a mess it is. I know that I, I leave things out. I try not to, but I can't think of everything. I try. Thank you so much for listening. And for those of you who have reached out to me in this new year, um, thank you. You're so sweet. And um, thank you for the encouragement. Um, your support is invaluable. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, again, this wonderful audience that I have is keeps getting bigger. I don't know. You must be telling your friends about it. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, it's humbling. So thank you. My next episodes, I have uh, production designer Jim Bissell and set decorator Jan Pascal. So here's your homework. Um, go watch Mank and The Midnight Sky. And then some like good throwbacks like uh, E.T. Or uh, Good Night and Good Luck or Harry and Anderson's. I watched, rewatched that one for the millionth time. I loved it. Um... Those two have so many good films. So many good films between them. And they have so many so many good films together. It's crazy. It's an amazing team. Such talent. You will love these next two episodes. So I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Wana for Decorating Pages. Are you dreaming of those summer days in the pool? Get prepped now. Stogie Floaty Luxury Pool Float. Float them if you got them. Catch the winter sale on Etsy and stogiefloaty.com. <laughs> <laughs>